0: All right, guys. Today we're talking about continuing education. Congrats, Fern. You found what you were looking for. We see it in the background. I found it. We we had a, a fan of the show send Fern a couple of patches and coins and whatnot. One set for me, one set for Fern. Fern, of course, nothing lost for Todd. My lost
1: yours. Lost your- <laughs>
0: nothing, yeah, for yeah, Todd. nothing for Todd. Look Todd. Hey, Neil, if you're listening, we'll get you Todd. We hook our boy Todd up. <laughs> so. We, when we talk about continuing education, let's start here. Everybody knows this. I'm a level four CrossFit coach. What are you guys? Yeah,
1: this is so exhausting. You know what Todd I'm, is? Todd's a flow man. What are you? And, and
2: a level you're four. Just, yeah, so. yeah,
1: yeah. You're a no. You're okay. a I was trainer. being
0: serious. I, I truly wasn't sure what Todd. Todd, you're you're a level four. Yep. I. Like, how'd you get your level uh, four?
1: <laughs> what? Is how'd,
0: you, how'd you get? That serious? sounded like a weird question. <laughs> would you sleep with no i mean more so like <laughs> i could tell my no, story if, of the- i
2: i got i can yeah i know your story why don't you tell your story and then we can we can we've never from heard there. That, the, the fact yeah. that talk that about you, you're the first you one passed, ever to get your level to chris
1: spieler was there you you,
2: you, you passed because <laughs> people felt bad for you or something like that or you made somebody laugh but you weren't a very good coach i was, I was funny. Of that i was funny i was actually Jay? a good coach
0: Jay, people
1: really like you, but you're not very good, so we'll give you a pass.
0: (laughs) Here's your level four. Here's your level four. Congrats. No, I I meant more so like, when did you take your? You must have passed the old level two.
2: Right. Yep. Um, I believe it was in two thousand and nine, maybe. It was right. It was a couple months before it went offline.
0: So, and then, and then you got grandfathered into your level four the same way I did. Somehow. Somehow you worked your way up the ranks of the CrossFit seminar staff faster than both Fern and I. One of life's great mysteries.
2: Yeah, something like that.
1: <laughs> I um, remember. How many licks does it take to get to the Tootsie to Roll Center? <laughs> yeah. To to
0: yeah. yeah. So, Jay's got the answer Fern, to that one. You're just a lowly level three. Yeah, you, that's it.
1: They, uh, the- I remember I was – I I do remember, like, I was getting ready to do it, and then they took it offline and they changed it. Oh, I was like, going to do I was, no, no, <laughs> was, I was so close now hey listen i'm not saying in any way or form that i would have passed i'm just saying like i was getting ready to do that because i remember because i was at uh M, and they had just run a couple and one of the trainers there uh whose name is rob wilson he had taken it Ass, i think he was the only one in the group that passed when he had done it um and then they swapped it all because i ended up doing the the uh, the CPC in 2011, like later, like I went out to uh, to Denver and did it at Verve with Wood and Spieler and Matt Chan.
0: Did you get that for free, like your level one from a license plate?
2: I tattoo. He got a. Ta- he had to get a tattoo. I
1: got a tattoo. tattoo. Yeah, yeah, on his chest. Yeah. no regrets is what it says.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so funny. One of my coaches passed the level two way back in the day as well, Brett. And when the level three came out and I got my level four because of that, I was like, dude, go take your level three. And he was like, ah. Eh. And I was like, you would be one of like the, the 20 or 30 level fours in the world right now if you just passed your level three. But he didn't want to do it. And that was kind of what led to this call. Uh, a recent episode, I, I spoke out about it. A couple of people messaged me calling me an asshole, which I'm used to. I, don't, I mean, with friends like you two, there's no one can offend me right? Right.
1: Yeah, that's so, true. Wait, what so, What did you, you spoke out about what? I don't remember.
0: So it was with Brady, Brady Lynch. Uh, oh, got it. Okay. And, you know, we, we were talking about him taking his level two. He's got his level one certificate right now. And just my belief of if you're a CrossFit coach and you're not looking to continue your education within the scope of CrossFit, as well as outside of CrossFit, I don't think, you know, it, it all lives and dies within the crossFit world but if you're not looking for your level two your level three and then ultimately your level four I don't think you should coach CrossFit I think you should not be coaching CrossFit and I know that's a harsh stance and let me before we go any further look some people have financial issues some people have family obligations I'm not saying it's like you need to do it tomorrow but I'm just we all see those people that say oh maybe I'll do it or I'll just redo my level one like if you have the financial means, you should be doing it. Is that too harsh of a stance?
1: Um, no, I, well, I think it's a little bit idealistic. But I think I, I have a similar stance. But now my similar my stance is a little bit tempered because of all of this stuff going on right now. Right, meaning I think there is a place for both. Right, so I think as an affiliate owner, there's a couple of scenarios. Like mean I'm, I'm an owner operator, or I have. Started the affiliate. I am the business aspect of it, and maybe I hire a, a GM. So I think I think somebody in the building who is a full time person there should have their level two. But I don't necessarily think it should be mandated if it's the affiliate owner. I'm also totally cool with CrossFit not making that a mandate. You know.
0: Yeah, and I want to hear Todd's perspective, but I'm also saying like, hey, there are people that own a CrossFit affiliate that don't necessarily coach anymore. I don't, I'm not saying those people, but I'm saying we all know the people that are like, I love CrossFit, I love coaching CrossFit. Oh, cool, you're going to do your level two? Eh, then don't coach CrossFit because you don't love CrossFit. If you don't want to learn more, if you don't want to be the best coach you can be for $1,000 in two days, you, you are not really as, you know, dedicated as you say you are.
2: Todd? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm on the same page with you guys in the sense that I think just the nature of this role is like that you need to continually ever, you know, you should be seeking development throughout the entire process, not only as a CrossFit coach, but as a, as a human being, right? Um, and I think the the level two course, the level three, and as the level four gets online, those offer so much value that if this is something that you're planning to do and you want to take seriously there's no reason that you shouldn't be taking it i think where i struggle often is when i hear people out in the community start demanding that in order to coach at an affiliate or own an affiliate you need to have a level two like you shouldn't be doing this without that case and i'm like the reality of it is, is when anybody starts coaching, you're not a good coach. Just that's fact. Just like you start coaching, you've never done it before, you're not going to be very good. Um, the only way you get any better at this stuff is actually doing it. So if, if somebody was, you know, somebody that demands that there's a level that you have a level two before you start coaching at a gym, it's like, well, how do I get any good at this thing before I start doing it? So that doesn't make any sense to me. Um, well, I always, I just feel like it's like, I walked through a door where I was fortunate enough to start coaching. I was a horrible coach. I can remember some of my first sessions from when I started coaching, and I thought I knew a lot. And it is like just the images I have in my mind are absolutely brutal because I had no clue really what I was doing.
0: I remember but sessions I can, from like three months ago where you were pretty bad too. Oh, my yeah. god! <laughs> <laughs> you feel that way just because you think you move so well. Trying to Todd can't see anything. My knees, my knees are definitely pushed out. What is Todd
2: talking about? It's they're supposed to touch each other in the squat. That's how you initiate the, the way technique. up. It's the technique. It's the whipping <laughs> technique. <laughs> uh, uh, um, it's catapult.
1: Catapult method. Uh, um, yeah, of
2: your knees. But it's like a... Uh,
1: yeah, I agree with that. I, I think that... I, yeah, I don't think it's realistic to be like level two is mandatory. But I do... I, I think I, you should do it. I'm with Jay. But I think a realistic time frame is like two years from your level well, one to your level so two.
0: Let me be clear about a couple of things. One... I don't think you need it to coach, but I also don't think there's anything wrong with the box saying you need to have it. But I think, you know, mm -hmm. it's kind of like what comes first, the chicken or the egg right there. Uh, Uh, My my point is more so if you had and, and let's look at it from your perspective, Todd, you have you, I know you have coaches on your staff that you've been frustrated with that maybe aren't pursuing the next credential. How do you handle that?
2: Uh, we, you know, I think you, you try to incentivize any behavior that you want to have, have, you know, and at, at this point, we're pretty fortunate in the sense we've got me as a level four, we've got um, two additional level threes. Who you have? R- Let Rena me make and sure Jared. That that's right. No, Renna and Sean um, are, are level threes. We've got um, Prim. Prim's a level two, Jules is a level two. Um, and Prim's every- got some great eggs. Yeah, right. We've got everybody else is a level two. I think we've got one coach that's a level one and he's the newest one to the staff and does coaches the most infrequently. Um, as soon as there's an option there, he'll have a level two. And we've got, you know, somebody else that's studying to take their level three. So we, and I also- we incentivize that, we encourage that, we work towards that. And I think that everybody should be working that way. So I'm with you there. I just don't think that it's like that that's the only way to become a good coach.
0: I agree. And I also think there's a difference between moving towards your two and your three, because it's a whole different ball game there. You know, someone's coaching for you, Fern, and they have their level one. And you're like, okay, within the next one to three years, I need you to move towards your level two, because let's be real. You show up. It's a take-home test at this point. Not a whole lot of stress behind it. Yes. You're going to get feedback, but that doesn't dictate pass or fail. Your level three is a, you know, eight hour test in front of a computer. So I understand, Hey, we need to slow this one down a little bit.
1: Yeah. I think the level two for me at this point, and Todd, I don't know how you feel about this, um, but it may be the same for me. I encourage people to go to the level two. I don't don't necessarily think they're going to hear anything at the level two with the exception of like the feedback will come from somebody else and it may hit home a little bit more right so like the feedback that i'm giving my coach is largely the same feedback that i would give and will too but we all know that like sometimes if i tell my wife she's like face but if todd tells her to push her knees out she's like thanks i've been waiting for someone to tell me that and i'm like that's literally what i just said sometimes i think it's just good for for my particular staff to get out and hear it from somebody else, a different perspective, just to validate what it is that we're doing here. Um,
2: and, and it's not or to say they
1: don't believe me, but I just I just, like, I just like them to hear from other people.
2: Yeah, and you can hear things a different way or there's, there's exactly. a slightly different perspective through everything. So I think that's valuable there. But I also think that you're unique in the sense that you're, you've created a facility to where you're continually providing feedback and people are able to learn from you got two people on you know on, on seminar staff there, and so not many there's not many affiliates out there that have exposure exposure to coaches that are at the level that you are at, you are at, um, and a lot of times people don't know what they don't know. So you get out yeah. there, and your example of your coach is either the first person that you went to the gym and watched coach. That's that's what a coach is, or if you started this stuff on your own, it's whatever interpretation that you have of that. And so you might, be, you might think you're doing a fantastic job just because you don't know any better. So there's a little bit of that. I think, you, I feel like almost anybody that's been in this space long enough has also gone down different rabbit holes where you find different quote unquote experts in the, in the field or in the community that has this slightly different perspective on things and you kind of align with them or agree with them. And um, you start falling down that rabbit hole And I think the level two does a really good job of bringing you back and taking you back to the basics. It's like your knuckle position in the clean or the snatch is not nearly as important as you getting your hips open. You know what I mean? And some people lose sight of that because they get so passionate about these other things or because they listen to these other, you know, experts or high level coaches that maybe are coaching to a different demographic than who we are. Um, at, at the affiliate level, which for the most part, I don't, most affiliates that I know of, it's like, we're coaching to the everyday average Joes. So, um, I, I, you know, I think it's something that people should take. Absolutely. Um, you're going to get grounded. You're going to hear feedback a different way. It might just kind of set you back and and get you back to where you need to be kind of focused on the basics and and working on teaching seeing and correcting, managing the group and that kind of stuff.
0: I don't think there's any doubt that it's beneficial. I guess my point was like anything in life, if you say like, and I get it, some people coach just cause it's a little bit of fun. And, and I, I don't want to take away from those people. I think it's great if you find a hobby that you enjoy doing, you know, two hours a week coaching on the side, you got a family, you got a job. So I'm not saying everybody needs to, but I'm, i I even think, you know, at some point for those people, you're going to need to revalidate your level one. You need to, I don't think there's any cost benefit either anymore. Correct,
2: Todd? Nope.
0: Right. So whether you redo your level one or level two, it's, it's the same cost, but you know, yes, you're going to get better feedback from a different person and you're going to learn more and you're going to, you know, refresh your eyes. It's just, you know, a simple analogy would be someone that trains jujitsu like me. I can tell you all day long, it's fun just getting better. The journey, the journey, the journey. I want a black belt at some point. And it should be the same thing with CrossFit. Like you want to get better every time you show up to coach at drive or rife, but at some point you want that credential to prove that you've been doing all of that. And the way this all came about, I'd like to hear your opinion on this. I said to him, Hey, go take your level two. And he said, well, I just took my level one. And I said, I find the coaches that do best at their level two are the ones that come back within three years. It's nothing to do with. It's a close time frame to your level one. It's that, I know you're there because you care versus the people that come back five years, like later. five
1: years. Cause they have to revalidate. Like,
0: yeah. they're like, I got to pass this or else what do I do? Like we, we all hear that every weekend at the level two, like what happens if I fail this? Do I still have my level one? So for me, it's, it's not about how fast you come back in that sense. It's that I know if you're coming back that fast, I mean, all three of us took the level two or the CPC the equivalent of it within a year or two of our level one when we didn't even have to revalidate at the time. There was yeah. no need to do it.
2: Well, and you're a good example of this. I know for sure because you did every single extra course there was, but I can re- still remember the day that if they within a five or six hour driving distance, if there was any course that had CrossFit associated with it, you, I was in.
0: Oh, yeah, go in on I didn't directory. care
2: wh- what it was. It was like kettlebells. I'm in. Did you, Olympic how many specialty lifting? seminars have you taken? Only a handful, not nearly as many a, a, as you have.
0: I, I think just a handful of them, but I know like I, I was just email. I'll get a call Castro and then tell him about this and be like, <laughs> how is Todd? I'll just, I'll text him after this, you know, give him a call, whatever. Um, I can't
1: yeah. wait to see the reply that says, who is this? <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: oh, so here's, so on that note, with regard to the specialty stuff, so, A, it's like, yes, we want to pursue knowledge, but, like, how is it valuable, right? So, the number of people that you've seen evaluate a class, right? So, I, w- we, I was uh, watching one of our interns uh, here at CrossFit Rife, uh, like, just practice running through some stuff, and I was having him practice run through teaching rowing and double unders. And how many people don't have an or haven't sought out information on those two uh, seemingly mundane movements and, and can't put together five minutes worth of instruction to teach that something like that in a class and do it pretty efficiently. We well, are like, well, how do you do that? Well, you could look it up on YouTube or you could spend time going to a weekend seminar or a day long seminar on something like double unders or rowing. I have information, not give the same presentation five or six times in a rowing class, right. And be able to add value in And you've seen this. That's the difference between a really good coach who is pursuing knowledge when they teach a class, and they can teach everybody something about rowing. Instead of just saying, "Get on there, adjust your foot pegs, put your damper on five, and make sure that you're on calories versus meters." Like that's not coaching. No, No, like I should be able to. It should be. I should be able to teach you something about. Hey, guys, the tempo on the pull versus the return to the catch shouldn't be the same, or. You should be looking at this position in the at the back of the of the pole, right? Like just little things like that. But you only learn those by pursuing that, and watching YouTube, or going to a kettlebell or a double under certificate. Like, how many people don't have a jump rope? They're just like you either have singles or you don't.
0: I mean, it's funny yeah. you mentioned rowing because that's kind of my go-to when I take a class from someone. Rowing and running because. You don't really need a lot of coaching, but there's so much to coach. And to me, it's, it's often one of the movements. And by the way, I don't know what's going on with your internet, Fern. It, it, is his internet shitty, Todd? Yeah. What, why is your internet? It's not a lot. Is, is, is you COVID guys sound effect, great. Is COVID affecting your internet?
1: It might be sick. My my internet might do shit. Shut
0: down your the porn sites that are running behind the scenes. Those are taking up too much of the damage. Turn
1: off you porn. All right. Window <laughs> down.
0: But anyway, I agree with you. I always look at those and yes, I've taken the running seminar multiple times and all the iterations and I've taken the rowing. But like you said, and, and, and I guess that's a, a good follow up question is I think we are all in agreement you need to pursue your level two, then your level three, then your level four. But what are some of the more important and better courses you've taken Todd out, whether inside the CrossFit World, like specialty courses, or just completely outside?
2: I think I've, I've talked to you guys about this before. I think that some of the things that's impacted my coaching the most has been public speaking um, courses or things. I joined Toastmasters, I've taken acting classes, all because I was could not public speak at all. I was terrified to be in front of people and could hardly say anything when I was. So, um, those have impacted my, my coaching and be able, being able to get up and communicate in front of people, which I think is, is as or more important than, than the, uh, the rest of this stuff. What have you, have you taken
1: either weightlifting or gymnastics with, with Berner or with, I took gymnastics when it, when Tucker was teaching it. I was I on the not.
0: gymnastics team just for reference if you guys were
1: which is shocking you were the you were
0: the coffee guy (laughs) i traveled
1: registration yeah
0: i traveled with tucker i traveled with rip back in the day for barbell i i mean personally i think the gym i don't want to you know i like everybody who runs especially or preferred course i should say at this point but gymnastics to me was always one of the best because for the for the athletes especially just teaches them how to move their body in space better
2: yeah, I think Carl Paoli had, um ran a pretty cool, cool seminar. I think it was a day long seminar that was pretty interesting as well. I know I took that one. He, th- he's got th- a th- good, good.
0: Well, no, I was gonna say all, all anything gymnastic, I think is great, and and that's the point. I mean, what I I don't think it's black and white. Like you need to take your level two. I mean, I think, I think it's black and white. If you're a coach, you have your level one. When you revalidate. It should not be a question. You should take your level two, and then you should be working towards your level three. But I also think, like Todd is suggesting, be it acting or Toastmasters, and th- you need to be developing yourself. And for us, we have our level you know, our level three, which is what requires CEUs. And we get, I mean, I just sent in my reval. Fern actually uh, was my witness on my coaching hours. I was going to send it to Jenny, but I was like, there's no way Jenny figures out How to e-sign this thing? I was like, like, "Let me shoot it to Fern." But I mean, I had 92 CEUs when I needed 50 in three years. Yeah, I think I I mean it just something. Yeah, it just shows. I mean, that we're. I mean, we're always seeking out more. And I, I actually, I know Fern. You and I have um, the opportunity to take the adaptive course. Mm-hmm. And a couple of the other online ones. And I've just been delaying it because I'm like, okay, I'm going to need to get more <laughs> yes, CEUs in the future. Right. <laughs> yeah.
2: That's why
1: I'm you holding know? off, right? So like I was actually <laughs> yes, in the middle, here. I'm in the middle of my, I'm in the middle of that one and the precision nutrition one. And I just that like put too. them on pause. So I was just like, oh, I'm, I am want these CEUs for later. But yeah. it's interesting. The, what I think it's interesting when you take those courses, what you, I took away different things from different courses. For instance, my takeaway when I took the weightlifting coach uh course with coach bergner was yes i learned to see a little bit but what i really learned was what was like really effective kick-ass teaching and coaching right I didn't, I didn't we didn't really dive real deep into how to see hip extension and stuff like that but when you watch him teach to a group you're like that's effective coaching for the masses and that's what i took away from that where when i took the gymnastics course from tucker That i found has been far more difficult to weave in from a teaching standpoint. But what I did take away from that one was how to see positions. Like I took two totally different things away from both of those seminars. Like when I took gymnastics, now I could see gymnastics positions and I understood them so I could correct them better one-off, you know, real time in the class where weightlifting was more like, okay, this is how I teach the movement. So I don't know how you guys feel about some of those other courses, but that, same thing with running. I get the same thing out of running that I did out of, um, gymnastic, but depending on which course you took, if you took the, I took the old, old one when it was Brian McKenzie, uh, took in the endurance course. Uh, and then I took the online running one and that one is a little bit of seeing, but then like learning to teach some drills too.
0: I, I mean, I, I agree with you. We were, I was talking to Keith Wittenstein yesterday and we were kind of joking that, you know how old is the seminar staff getting? I mean, Keith turns fifty in a couple months. I'm I'll be forty. Does he really? Yeah, Fern turns forty. Todd's turns forty next. But next year, Todd.
2: Yeah. So I mean,
0: look at us. I mean, four people are forty plus, and and you know he very quickly brought up Bergner, and it's like if you don't go to a weightlifting seminar and think you're going to learn something from this eighty-year-old dude still <laughs> teaching the Olympic lifts, like you're insane. And you know, so I think, it's not always like the technique, like you're saying. It's how he teaches, and you know, he taught kindergarten or whatever, you know, elementary school, yeah, middle 30, school, yeah. Years, you know. What are you gonna say, Todd? I I
2: I think that's the thing that that does bother me from people that decide to revalidate the level one as opposed to move on to the level two. It's like I've got no problem if that's the direction you want to go, but I've also heard it phrased as like there's nothing more that I can learn from CrossFit or there's nothing more that I can learn from the level one. And I'm like, dude, I've been in that course 300. I've taught it 300 times, been in it, you know, over that. I'm like, every single time I'm there, I'm learning something new. I don't know if you guys have have had a chance to look at the, the videos and gone through the online level one and that I'm like, there is so much good stuff in that that I'm learning and taking away just from watching that. So I'm like, as soon as you think that you know so much that some course or reading, even reading an old journal article where you're like, I've read that before. I don't know that. Or you're like, I've already got that information down. If you take that approach, that's the issue. But if you use and leverage every opportunity as a learning opportunity um, and and starting like a beginner, like you're going to have the, you're going to be able to get a ton from the level one if that's what you decide to do again. You clearly will get a ton from the level two or studying for the level three like it's it's more of a mindset as opposed to what you're deciding to take and not take
0: when you say it's a mindset is that you know because I agree with you I'm thinking about the seminar staff and I can't think of anyone that does not live this way outside of CrossFit as well you know where they're always trying to develop themselves as a human being but when you when we talk about mindset is it do you think it's unique to them these people when it comes to coaching or do you think this is who they are outside of here? Like, cause if, if you think that way, you're a pretty close minded person. And, and, and I've seen the people that come into their level two and they're like, wow, I did not expect this. And it's like, so, you know, they had that thought beforehand. So do you think it's like, Hey, this is just who some people are and we've made it onto seminar staff because we are not, we've, we, we seek this out in our lives period. I mean, You know, whether it's I I
2: think I think CrossFit in general kind of attracts this type of people. And I think there are plenty of people out there that continue to develop and learn that are outside of the world of CrossFit and outside of the community. But I think more often than not, because if you think about your the the people that you come across in the level one or level two, the majority of people are there and excited to learn because they know that they are going to develop themselves and get something out of it. It's a very select few that walk in and have that attitude that I'm not going to learn anything and then it switches over the course of the weekend they're like wow that was way better than I thought or I learned more than I you know thought I did going in so I think it's just CrossFit in general is it's something that's hard you got to be willing to suffer and work hard and there's a lot of development that is that is had just doing these workouts on a daily and weekly basis whether it's a physical development or a mental development or anything else so I think this community attracts people that are like-minded and that aren't satisfied where they're currently at and wanna be better, whether that's coaching, whether that's physically, whether that's wherever that's at. To kick,
0: have either of you had to kick somebody out of your gym?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: For being an asshole?
2: Yep. Yeah.
0: Okay. Remember just... when you
2: wanted to move to St. Augustine Jay, and I said there was no place for <laughs> you <laughs> That's why I always recommend
0: when people move to St. Augustine, just <laughs> Google true. CrossFit affiliates and find a good one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, just because, like you said, I, and I agree with you for the most part. Ninety-nine percent of the people that do CrossFit are, you know, good people. But there's always that one bad apple. I mean, I've had to get rid of people as well. It's probably a whole, another podcast. But yeah, there's still assholes in in CrossFit. But, but what were you going to say, Fern? But even that
1: one percent, kind of like the example that. T- Gave, which was they came in and you can tell the person's a little resistant or they have this notion that they don't need to be there because they've are they got the skills that they need. Me, the beauty of the level, too, right, is the yeah. ability to mold the delivery based on – because, I mean, like the number of people that you've talked to about like things that are not technical in nature – that are more along of your presence and attitude is garbage. You should smile occasionally because after what you know, nobody here's listening because you're an ass. You know, that's not the way it's delivered, but like that that's the kind of teaching that you can be delivered in the level two. So you can, you know, kind of like stuff that Chuck talks about is like, or, or even Nicole, which is like that transmission of culture, which is like, hey, you need to recognize that we're doing more than teaching the air squat right? We're trying to have a relationship and we're trying to have connection with these people and you need to understand that that is far more than just understanding the points of performance to the air squat. You know, can I connect with people and teach them the air squat having a good time and they learn that that's an art form, right? That all of us will forever be working to hone. Like none of us are going to ever like, God, but I'm done.
0: Who well- Who's someone you each look up to on seminar staff as providing good feedback?
2: I don't like, I'm trying to think of, yeah, I was going to say, I'm not sure if there's many people on on staff or that, that don't give good feedback as far as flow masters and those people. It's like you got Chuck and Todd Whitman and um, Joe Westerlin, Joe DeGain, everybody out there is, you know, Sheree Chan, they're, they all do such a good job of it. And I think it's, it's a cool, cool environment because in order to get in that position to give feedback, you had to have gone through years and years of getting feedback. So
1: um, adding the attention to detail never ceases to amaze me. Like, I, I mean, you, everybody's been through this. Like you come off of the floor from teaching a breakout or coming off of a lecture and you're like. I fucking smashed that. Like, that was amazing, right? And for the most part, like, they, they would probably agree, but they're, they're not, like, that's not going to be the feedback. They're not, the feedback is not going to be like, great job. I don't have anything for you. It will be some lines of like, great job. Here's more, right? Like, you could make it better, right? It's never, I can think of very few occasions where they're just like, I got nothing for you. Like, it was perfect. You know, which I think is important.
0: Yeah, one time Austin was giving me feedback and I was like, Did I do anything good this weekend? And he was like he was like, You're here. I don't need to give you what you did well. Like you're on staff. Like you know you're here because you're good. Here's how you need to get better. I was like, All right, noted. Never <laughs> never ask Austin for good feedback.
2: That's a that's that's when somebody doesn't have that, that somebody doesn't have any any uh any good feedback to give you that's the way to like try to trick you like they like you. Hey, I'm talking <laughs> to you right now. Of course, I'm your friend. Yeah.
1: I <laughs> had Similar, but that, that's kind of the culture though. Cause I kind of had a uh, similar conversation with C years. Uh, Cause she was for a little bit and I was like, Hey, am I ever going to find out if I'm doing it or not? Or is it just going to be this kind of barrage you suck, you know? And she's like, assumption is, you, so, you're checking the boxes. We're not going to like stroke because of that. Like, you need to get better. And I was like, okay. Can feel a little rough sometimes, but like, okay, I get it. It is the way it is.
0: All right. That was a lot choppy. We just, well, Todd, we'll just interpret that as firm as a Interpret it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> what do you think I said?
0: Yeah. I think th- I know what I think you think you said. I don't know what everybody <laughs> heard. <laughs> but yeah I mean it goes back to that whole feedback loop that we've talked about numerous times going to take your you know and that's where taking a level two one thing I've learned about CrossFit that I've tried to take into everyday life and Todd you, you deliver more feedback than us on weekends but it's the notion of uh, when you deliver feedback imagine you're going to get feedback on that feedback
2: well yeah, I think that's a that, that I think that's a good way to look at it I, I you know I think one of the other things that that I try to always keep top of mind when I'm giving feedback is one, is it actionable? Can you actually take this and do anything with it? And two, is it, you know, is it a trend, a bigger picture thing, or is it like you misspoke or you far, forgot that one word or that one line, or it's like, you knew that everybody knew that not a big deal. You know what I mean? Like, can you, can you give something that's more of a bigger trend that's going to make a big impact? Um, and it is, it, is it, delivered in a way to where you have a solution it's no different kind of than what we've talked about with people coming and telling the 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 gym owners giving them their feedback there it's like don't just tell me that something sucks give me an idea on how I can make it a little bit better um, or what should I try going forward in order to correct
0: that mistake yeah and don't just give me the low-hanging fruit like you said like yeah I forgot to mention that or I misspoke there cool but give me something that I can actually use to make this better long term right all right well bringing it back to ceus do you i know Fern and i have the adaptive course that we're going to take do you have any coming up todd that you're thinking about taking um
2: well i'm in the middle of, of looking at the online level one which is which is pretty cool i'm interested in now that the kids course is is a, a webinar too i'm not sure what the process will be like to 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 take part in that um i'd like to take that
0: one that, that, yeah, that that's interesting it's it's one of the few seminars that for some reason I've just never never take did you take the original one like the I took it yeah in person
2: which is one of the, the best ones in fact that's when I got asked to, to intern was being there which was cool
0: oh really yeah I, won- yeah. I just never coincided with a good weekend but I'm going to take it now that it's online Fern have you taken that one
1: not yet Cassidy took it um, that was he wanted to really take that one because his brother is a paraplegic and he was like trying to help his brother out.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, interesting.
2: All right. Um, well, go ahead, Todd. No, I was going to say with the, the the new courses that CrossFit has put online, the dumbbell course, programming that stuff. I'm interested, dude. I haven't haven't gotten to those yet, so looking. Forward to I want to take that. I
1: want to take a jump rope course because I still haven't taken that one and a kettlebell course. It's like I want to take the RKC at some point.
0: I don't know if the RKC still exists in the way it used to but i took the rkc years ago and that was a great that was three days of an ass whooping back in the day i think it's changed a little pavel left and did his own thing but i never tell this story you so the rkc probably (laughs) the rkc in order to pass there's physical tests you need to pass yeah you had
1: to do the hundred
0: Right. Or she 10 do minutes. Or,
1: yeah, it's whatever. Five, yeah.
0: five minutes, 100 hundred uh, snatches. 53 for us. Now there's master's categories, but at the time I was probably like 30. And I had never done it in five. Like I've never completed it. I just showed up. I was like, we're going to see how this thing goes. So <laughs> I'm taking it and someone's watching. <laughs> someone's watching it. I remember the dude watching me. His name was Jeff Newport because we've kind of remained in contact. And I'm on like, I'm into my 80s. And I put it down, you're allowed to put it down, you're allowed to rest. And I put it down, he goes, fail. That's all I did, points at me, he goes, fail. And I, was like, <laughs> I was like, what? And he's like, you, you dropped the bell. Now, I 100% didn't drop the bell, but he did not like the way I put it down and he was just like, fail. And I was like, like I didn't say anything, I just walked away and your <laughs> hands are shredded like oh yeah destroyed destroyed uh, and I'm like fuck now I got to do this before I leave like I have to do this so I, I wound up coming back and, and finishing it but it was like I, I passed it but it was so frustrating just to be in that position where it was like there's zero sense in arguing like I'm not going to gain anything by arguing with this guy he failed me now I have to come back and pass but you know me I passed.
2: There's no – what do you think – what are the chances that you could – how many reps could you get in five minutes now? Lift 53. Right now? Today. Today. The guy who can't do strict pull-ups anymore. <laughs> if, I was telling
0: <laughs> I was going to say well, your
1: neck your neck and your shoulders look really skinny right now. You look like uh, you're just little, withering away.
0: A lot of peloton, not a lot of lifting going on. But <laughs> the gyms are reopening. I got, I got a session in yesterday. I think if it was like crunch time, I could do it. If it was just me and my – extra bedroom right now i'd get to about 70. you mean like if i bet if i bet you if i challenge yeah. you then it would be crunch
2: time and we did it like at the summit or something
0: yeah it would just be a matter of how willing i am to rip my hands because without the practice my hands are going to get shredded and the bells are different like you guys know there's different types of bells and i only have the one with a really thick like rogue kettlebell here so if i had a regular bell i could probably still pass that's
1: a regular level, oh yeah. that's what
2: it is yeah that's it's, like it's, when it's i was small.
1: about to take the level two back in the
0: day i just didn't. first of all <laughs> there's no way either <laughs> of you pass the snatch test i don't what? know that
2: i could i i mean it's just that's a hard movement yeah that's not an easy movement it would be tough
0: it's, it's it's tough it was like one of those i bet i could do it athletic <laughs> it was one of those athletic achievements that I was like pretty, pre- like coming back, especially after failing. I was like, all right. That Actually was a cool
1: I'm, I'm going to restate that if you can do it, I can absolutely. Absolutely. Do it. Yes. Yeah. That's the same yeah. deal. Yeah. Sounds
0: yeah. like, sounds yeah. like next time we're all together, we're doing, we're throwing down on the snack.
1: Done, done. Yeah.
0: It's, it's a, it's a great challenge. Yeah. So, but anyway, yeah, the RKC was great. And I'm sure there's plenty, if you guys have, if people that are listening have, questions about the CEUs or or seminars please hit us up but if you also have some that you've attended that we've not touched upon we'd love to hear those as well any any final words Todd
2: oh man keep learning I think that's the name of the game the whole thing keep trying to be better keep learning especially as I don't know about you Fern maybe we can talk about this later just we're you know half a week into the gym being open again Mm -hmm. and yeah, we're still coaching CrossFit, but it it is very different than it was before the doors closed. Um, so just out of the handful of classes that I've coached so far, just trying to make adjustments and continue to change things and and um, get better for for everybody walking in the door has been already been interesting. So if everybody else out there ain't doing the same thing, you know, you're you're doing yourself and I think everybody else as far as your clients go a disservice. <laughs>
1: constantly varied man i mean there's there's no way this isn't going to make you a better coach if that is your intent all of this yep yep
0: and i think if you're listening and you're like okay i don't agree with these guys you have to probably reevaluate if you enjoy coaching for the because you're helping others or you enjoy coaching because it's the cool thing to do at your box or if it's you know something else And, and again i don't think there's a right or wrong but i stand by my statement if if you believe you're a good CrossFit coach and you care about it, you're seeking out credentials and you're seeking out higher education. That's it. That's my story. Sticking to it. Thanks again for listening to Best Hour of Their Day. If you haven't already, do us a favor. Head over to the Apple Podcast app and leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you if you have any questions, comments, concerns, feedback for either Fern or myself, hit us up best hour of their day at gmail.com or send us a DM over on Instagram at best hour of their day. Once again, we couldn't do this without the amazing community and you are a part of it. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting best hour of their day.